What if I told you fairy tales are real? Each and every reality beyond our own is linked. Only the thinnest barrier separates us from all of the magic, all the monsters. Now imagine, once upon a time, that barrier broke. And when it did, all manner of wicked fairy tale types found a way from their world to ours. That was, until the princesses arrived and showed us that magic is real, and a real threat. Hello and welcome to the Bad Princess Movie Podcast. This is the podcast that seeks to catalog all of the terrible movies about princesses and princesses-to-be. I am Christy, and this is my friend and co-host Bree. Why, hello there. And today we are talking about Avengers Grim Time Wars. This is the <laughs> 2018 sequel to Avengers Grim, oh. uh, which we took a look at last season. Oh, man. I... So I didn't remember pretty much anything <laughs> from the first film at all, mm-hmm. uh, except for big Silver Lou Ferrigno, who is not in this film, unfortunately. But yes, sadly. Um, <laughs> so it was it was a treat and a trip to go back to the Avengers Grimm cinematic universe. <laughs> yeah. Seeing oh. this one, this one worked out well for me at least because uh, I just recently had the first movie night, Bad Princess movie night yeah. in two years, and uh, we actually ended up watching the first Avengers Grimm. Oh, good, uh, perfect. So I, I, I've at least I've had my memory refreshed on, uh, on that original movie, and and it was interesting because people, the general consensus at the movie night was. While that first movie was trash, it was also entertaining, and people actually were kind of getting into the premise of, of the film, which is, of course, uh, uh, Rumpelstiltskin wants to take over the human world, and he and Snow White and some other fairy tale princesses get transported through the magic mirror into our world, and they have to fight <laughs> to save the day, and there's magic shenanigans because all the princesses are magic. Yeah, Snow White has ice powers. Yeah, and it's just there. Yeah, as Brie mentioned, there's a silver Lou Ferrigno. Because when you get Lou Ferrigno, you better be painting that guy. That man's got to be covered in some kind of paint, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, what's what's the point? What's the point? Mm-hmm. Man, but but yeah, people people enjoyed the first movie. Hell um, yeah! Oh, I remember enjoying the first movie as well when we watched it like it was it was just a fun awful movie like it's just Mm -hmm. it's bad but it's it is one of those films that is genuinely bad in the fun way and i gotta tell you so's this one (laughs) yeah (laughs) this one oh i had i had some good like laugh out loud moments going oh, in this awesome. just just from the not from like a joke in the film but from the sheer audacity of some of the things that they just pull off yeah yeah this oh. one it's it's funny because watching this film after right after the first one this one is definitely a lot uh less serious a lot less mm-hmm. uh trying to pretend that it is anywhere close to an actual movie <laughs> and it does like it is it's a lot more light light-hearted and thankfully it's still it's still an entertaining film yeah though i think christy 
Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we actually skipped a film in the cinematic universe coming from Avengers Grimm 1 to Avengers Grimm 2, which I didn't realize until I looked at the IMDb, but I was like, I feel like I missed a movie in between literally while I was watching it. And then I like looked later and I was like, oh, I did miss a movie in between. (laughs) Yes. Yes, you are correct because they actually, there's a spinoff called Sinister Squad. Uh Uh-huh. And that's obviously uh, inspired by the, the Suicide Squad movie. And in that one, that's the one where we see Alice starts to form her little crew. Uh, Alice in Wonderland. We'll explain it all in the suburb. People. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, don't worry. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, Alice in Wonderland starts to assemble a crew as a response to the events of the first movie. And then something else happens. I, I <laughs> some some other shit. I guess probably other bullshit happens. It it doesn't have a princess as the main character, so oh. I I have not forced myself to watch it all the way through. I did start <laughs> to watch a bit of it because somebody did upload it to YouTube, so I did start oh, to watch man. a bit of it. In I, I thought maybe I would watch it in preparation for this movie, but I kind of lost it. If I'm honest, <laughs> no princesses. I, yeah, not worth it. I I wasn't enjoying it as much as I did the Avengers Grimm movies, That's and I don't fair. know I don't know why exactly. But well, these yeah, are so. these are a delight, so it's hard to hit this perfect note of uh, yeah of just the everything about it is bad. Yeah. But it's bad in a way that you're going to have a good laugh. Yeah, I I think so anyways. I I find people people who like bad movies it's interesting what their reaction is to the asylum films because mm. I think the asylum because they are known like they are they are deliberately trying to do these mockbuster movies and in recent years they have definitely leaned into their reputation. As a provider of shitty movies. Yeah. Um, some people really don't like that. They don't like... They, they just want a bad movie to come from somebody who wasn't trying to make a bad they, movie. They want it to come organically. From, yes, yeah. From someone who was trying to make a good movie. Yes. And and I, I definitely can get behind that. Yeah, I that's think, fair. I think the sincerity of a... a bad movie that was trying to be good it's hard to top it but at the same time i do think there is a place for movies like this that they manage to win me over in spite of their deliberate attempt to be a mockbuster yeah like there's there's something uh, like because they're not like they're never looking directly at the camera like, hey, this is bad. We know it's bad. Ha ha ha. Mm-hmm. It's it's still got that sort of you can you can feel that people are trying. Yeah. But not as as hard as they could be, maybe. But they're, you know, yeah. people are yeah. acting. <laughs> they are. They're you know, they're they're and honestly, I feel like it's maybe they're having fun with it. Yeah, it feels like yeah, but that yes, yes. No, they they feel like they are having fun. Yeah. And it it's like it's like somebody making like a shitty 
like summer film project just with their group of friends yeah. and they probably like they know it's bad but they're they're just having fun making it so it's like who cares yeah which i almost like i kind of like there's definitely something to be said for the organically bad movie but mm. the thing with the ones where you can tell that they're having fun is that you don't have to feel that bad when you point out that it's bad because it's like yes. everyone knows that it's bad everyone yeah. knows it's like a it's a two out of ten kind of film yeah like you're no not crushing anyone's dreams exactly like if you say man that sucked ass the people who worked on it will go like yeah yeah no shit <laughs> and like there's there's i think for me there's a there's an extra fun in that because like when it's bad because they were trying, there's almost, like, I, I see why people would prefer that, but I almost prefer these ones where it's like, everyone knows. Everyone knows yeah. what they're making. But they're, they're still making it with enough fun and sincerity that they're like, we know it's bad, but, like, we're having a good time. Mm -hmm. it's, and I don't it's have like to feel bad. <laughs> It's it's what happened with Cindy the Fairy Princess, where that film yeah. is very terrible. But then you you watch these special features <sighs> and you see the real life people behind that movie who again they were trying their best and they, they were trying to make a good enjoyable movie for kids. Yeah. And it's like, oh now I feel like an asshole. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's I I would much rather have a have a good laugh at something more along these lines not to say that i don't enjoy the cindy the fairy princesses as well but yeah. I, I think i feel almost more relaxed <laughs> yeah, watching this one because i never i'm not like wincing thinking of yeah. the people who were putting their heart and soul into it yeah i'm probably not gonna get an email from the asylum telling me how actually we've really hurt their feelings yeah um, yeah <laughs> Not that I've gotten that for Cindy gonna, the Fairy Princess. I was Princess. just about to say. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> no, have, you, have be... we gotten emails that you haven't told me about? No, that would be the saddest fucking thing oh. in the world. You'd have to, we'd have to stop the podcast at that point. I don't think we oh. could keep going. Yeah, I, don't, no, I couldn't keep going. No, we'd have to just close up shop. Just, oh, no. This is the last episode. <laughs> we, we have hurt people now. We can't do it anymore. <laughs> oh, God. I hope they oh. never find the podcast. Oh God! No one tell him. Please. Anyway, <laughs> anyways. So this film is it time? Please, can you take us away and tell me what the fuck happened in this movie? <laughs> yes, let's let's get ready. Let's go through the oh. plot summary of Avengers: Grim Time Wars. The film opens and we are treated to a prologue from Alice, the founder of Looking Glass. Alice explains that a thin barrier separates the human world from countless magical worlds, and it's Looking Glass's job to protect the human world when fairy tale creatures cross through that barrier. One example is the events of the previous film, where the evil Rumpelstiltskin tried to take over the world but was stopped by a team of fairy tale princesses led by Queen Snow White. The plot gets underway when Prince Charles Charming bursts through a portal on the beach. He is soon followed by Magda, Queen of Atlantis. Prince Charming escapes, and Magda orders her army to invade the city and track Charming down. 
as she is trying to force him to marry her. Alice monitors the destruction from Magda's army at Looking Glass headquarters. Her assistant, the Mad Hatter, helpfully fills in some background details on Magda and Charming. He was all, uh, all set to be wed and then just up and disappeared. No doubt out to sea with our little mermaid here. Why is it always a lover's quarrel with these fairy tale types? Well, that is not the hotel told. Wait until you see his bride to be. Charming was originally betrothed to Snow White, but mysteriously disappeared before the wedding. This leads Alice to unthaw the cryogenically frozen Snow White, who somehow was coming to Alice's possession after Snow had seemingly woken up in a morgue at the end of the last movie. <laughs> I was wondering oh. if that was like a like a sinister squad <laughs> thing that maybe maybe she got frozen in that film, but who who actually knows at this point? I, from what I've seen, she was not in Sinister Squad, so yeah. I think that was just a slight retcon yeah. kind of thing. Ha <laughs> ha. Mm, interesting. Mm. Okay. okay, anyway, sorry, I'd continue. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Elsewhere in the city, Magda has set herself up in a lair where Rumpelstiltskin is brought to her by her guards. This is not the same Rumpelstiltskin that was defeated at the end of the first movie. This is a new Rumpelstiltskin who tells Magda that Charming's true love, Snow White, is in the city, along with her team of fairy tale Avengers. Rumpel offers to help Magda find Prince Charming and convince him to marry her willingly in exchange for Magda giving Rumpel Atlantis. Back at Looking Glass, Alice is explaining the current goings-on to Snow White, including Prince Charming's appearance. Alice explains that, when Snow White's magic mirror broke, so did reality. Now there are bits and fragments of this mirror scattered all over the bloody world. My world. And each one is a gateway to a different fairy tale realm, including yours. I should have known one would have popped up in the middle of the ocean. Snow White responds with her own exposition, explaining that Magda wants to marry Charming because becoming Charming's wife will give Magda, who already rules the sea, power over everyone in the land. In order to put a stop to Magda, Alice reunites Snow White with some of her Avengers from the original film, Sleeping Beauty and Red Riding Hood, who are mildly surprised to see Snow White alive. <laughs> While trying to formulate a plan, the group is distracted by explosions in the distance, which they decide to investigate. Under Rumpel's guidance, Magda and her men set off explosions to draw Charming to their location. It works, and Charming arrives, demanding that Magda stop her assault on the city. Magda! Charles, you made it! The wedding's off, Magda. You ought to know. There are plenty of fish in the sea. Soon after, Snow White and the others arrive, and she and Charming nearly share a kiss. Magda separates the two lovers, and Rumpel seizes the opportunity to use magic to incapacitate Charming, hauling him off to parts unknown. Snow White and the others retreat to Looking Glass headquarters, where they are surprised to find Charming and a tied-up Rumpel. The suspiciously cagey Prince Charming leads Snow White into the mirror room at Looking Glass, and he activates the portal. As you might expect, Rumpel has used magic to switch appearances with Prince Charming. Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, and Red Riding Hood are sucked into the portal, and Magda bursts in to recapture Prince Charming. Alice and Mad Hatter manage to stay hidden, as Magda and Rumpel leave with Prince Charming. For good measure, Magda's men steal the portal's power core, ensuring that Alice cannot easily bring back Snow White and the Avengers. On the other side of the portal, 
Snow White and the other Avengers wake up, having been transported to an alternate version of their world that has been taken over by Magda. Eventually, they come to the realization that they are actually in the past, and that in the future, Magda has married Prince Charming and somehow gained control of all time. Yeah, I know it's confusing, but all we have to focus on right now is getting out of here. We're not going to do anyone any good if we're stuck in the past or some time warp dimension. Future Magda has been sending her army into the past to try and kill Snow White, so they reason that they just have to find the portal that she is sending her army through and jump through it. They do so, but instead of returning to the present like they thought, they are transported to the future. Without Snow White and the others to stop Magda, the city is in ruins. Snow White and the others go back to Looking Glass headquarters and are surprised to find an aged Prince Charming there, who tells Snow White that he lost the will to live after he thought she had died, which led him to agreeing to marry Magda. Alice is there as well, though she's lost her mind ever since Magda killed the Mad Hatter. Snow White declares that they need to find a way to return back in time, returning to before the wedding happened. Realizing that future Magda must have a way to send her army through time, Snow White and the Avengers journey to her lair. Sneaking in, they find the imprisoned Rumple, whose Sleeping Beauty magically enchants to retrieve for them the portal's power core. He does so, and Snow White and the Avengers begin making their way back to Looking Glass. Back in the present, the Mad Hatter has prepared for Alice a hallucinogenic tea with which she can mentally journey through time and space. Alice drinks the tea and finds herself in her future self's body. She is just in time for Snow White returning with the power core, which Alice installs into the portal machine. They nearly get stopped by future Magda, but manage to return to the present thanks to future Charming sacrificing himself. Meanwhile in the present, Charming is forced to the altar, where Magda presents to him Snow White. Magda demands that Charming marry her, or else she'll kill Snow White. Charming nearly marries Magda, but the ceremony is interrupted by Snow White and the Avengers, with the other Snow White being revealed to be Rumple in a disguise. Charming quickly proposes to the real Snow White, and he dramatically places his ring onto Snow White's finger, sealing the deal. As Magda curses them, Alice appears, having used a pill concocted by the Mad Hatter to grow 20 stories tall. She stomps on Magda's army and flings Rumple into the ocean. Overwhelmed, Magda is forced to admit defeat and return to Atlantis. Before she goes, she finds Rumpelstiltskin on the beach and forcefully drags him back to Atlantis with her. The film draws to a close on the beachside wedding of Prince Charming and Snow White. Snow White asks if Alice is going to send them back to their world, but Alice instead offers to make an official alliance between Looking Glass and Snow White's Avengers. Enjoy the honeymoon. You certainly earned it. But when you return, I'll expect you to report promptly to Looking Glass. All of you. If you call, we'll be there. Splendid. I've a number of matters that I'm sure will require the attention of the Avengers Grin. The end. Yay. The end. Yay. Sequel bait. Except this series is dead. Aww. I get. I mean, I guess. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. In the future, they'll <laughs> they'll do an Avengers Grim three. Who knows? We'll have to see when the next Avengers film. Well. I that's the thing that's the thing is now that Disney now that the Disney Avengers films are done with I don't know if the asylum really has any reason to make another one of these yeah yeah because 
this film, obviously, there were still Avengers movies being released at the time of this film's release. But DC was also doing uh, the Justice League films and Aquaman was about to come out. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Hence Magda Uh, and Atlantis. uh Uh-huh. Yeah, so I I don't think it's likely that we're going to be getting another another Avengers Grimm film, sadly. Alas. Alas and alack. Oh, just genuinely too bad. (laughs) (laughs) God. Man. I wouldn't have minded it. I, okay. So right off the bat, the, the like opening narration that Alice gives as the movie begins has such a like, you know, in the nineties, the cartoons that would have like, Here's the premise of the cartoon. It's really weird, so we're going to give it to you at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> like yeah. as as the the the, the theme opening. song begins, yeah. here's like th- five lines of exposition to explain to you what the fuck this show is about. <laughs> yeah. And then we I... can go into it. That is what it felt like to me and I'm like I'm kind of here for this. I I honestly can kind of get behind the whole looking glass thing. Yeah. Like, I, this feels like a 90s cartoon that I would have watched. Like, 80s, 90s, like, He-Man style, almost, kind of, like, if that was what this was, I would have watched this as a kid. Just, just the premise alone of Alice in Wonderland starting, like, this league of superheroes and being like this watch watch person that guards humanity from like weird fairy tale creatures invading our world that's a great premise that's a great premise i'm like, kind of sad that it comes up in this movie yeah. because I, I want somebody to do it justice <laughs> man yeah it's like ugh. it's it's such a f- it, it is just a fun premise yeah, I'm I'm into it. I dig it. It's great. <laughs> uh, and then immediately we get fucking <laughs> oh, oh, I like this movie. It's so bad. Um, <laughs> the Prince Charming and Magda pop out on the beach. Blah blah blah. And then Magna's like, "Come join me, my army." And then her. <laughs> Her four, <laughs> her four soldiers, yeah, come out of the ocean in a Very dramatic scene, where they're just sort of <laughs> they're in these like party city gladiator uniforms with these really weird masks on, yes, to sort of hide that it's the same four guys. <laughs> exactly, I love that so much. <laughs> That's so good oh. to me. It's so it's, good. It's something that I, if I was a kid watching this, I don't think I would have picked up on that. But as an adult, the realization that that they chose that specific costume design so that when they need an army scene, they could just copy and paste the same yeah. dudes over and over. They just make the, they just CGI copy paste the same four dudes. Beautiful. I love it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Oh, I love it. 
Oh, God. Some of, like, the weird, like, the little budget stuff with this movie makes me laugh. Um, even just how, like, the locations that they have. Like, the in the first movie, there was an actual decent uh, array of different locations that they shot at. Uh-huh. In, in this film, everything either takes place in a generic empty warehouse or on the beach or... Or in a forest, or like the one office space that they rented for Looking Glass headquarters. Yeah, <laughs> which that makes me laugh really hard because we we see what is meant to be the outside of Looking Glass. Uh-huh. It's like this fancy looking office building with all these big windows everywhere. It's it's like the type of space that would have a nice entrance, you know. To uh-huh. it. Like it, instead, everyone <laughs> always enters through like the back door the back like, door in the alleyway the back door the awkward back door entrance where they probably like drop off crates of, uh, of soda to, <laughs> to for the whatever. vending machines on the first floor yeah <laughs> and and we never see there's like one shot in particular where they 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 do a little effect and you see a little elevator go up the oh, outside yeah. of the building uh-huh. cuz you need you need to know that Alice is going up that elevator, but oh. it's just you. I, I like. Does she just rent? Does she just rent office space in this fancy building, and they didn't want to give her a key card for the front door? Maybe. I it's, mean, <laughs> maybe. Like it feels like I. I obviously what they implied is that Alice has this entire building at her disposal. But, but hell if we see any of it. No, she's got to go in the, through the back door and only has, like, the two little office space rooms. Yeah, a little computer room where she and the Mad Hatter monitor shit and then the room where they have mirror shards hung up. Yeah. <laughs> and those mirror shards are also great because they're oh. not actual mirror shards oh, God, because no. that would probably be a bitch of a time to film around. Like, do you think this film, do you think they could trust that the cameraman wouldn't show up in every single one of those reflective mirror shards? Oh, no. Like, those aren't, those are just green screen pieces of, like, cardboard that they've taped up exactly. and, put, like, and put stuff on. Exactly. Like, but there's, there's, there's a few shots where they don't green screen anything onto them. And they're just, like, these matte finish hunks of gray. Yeah. <laughs> it's just wonderful. <laughs> It's beautiful. I love it. Oh. Oh. Another, another budget thing is that the princesses don't really use their magic powers in this one. Like well, they, I mean, there's like, uh, Snow White makes an ice barrier uh, mm-hmm. that instantly Me- Megda's like Megda's four <laughs> soldiers start like hitting with their their yeah. picks or weapons or whatever the hell they have. And then she's like, oh, no. And they have to run away. And then she makes an icicle spear like she did in the last film once. Yes. Um, well, that's, that's, that's the it. thing, though, <laughs> is that they use her magic powers. For the most part, they use her magic powers once to demonstrate that these bad guys are too tough. And that <laughs> they can't just use her magic powers. Oh, no, they so have that to- feel- they have to get it, Red Riding Hood and her pair of actual handguns. Yeah. That was great. I did, like, I made that as a note. Like, oh, like, for briefly, Red Riding Hood has upgraded to guns in the time that she has been on Earth. 
She still has her bow and arrow, but she also has grenades and just regular fucking guns. Yeah. That she definitely uses to just, like, cold-blooded execute a guy later. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. I it almost like I always feel like when a movie like this uses guns, it's just when somebody like the fight choreographer was just like, I'm done. Like I don't, I'm tired. I've I've already done enough for you people. And you so paid go, me okay, for I'm... one day and I got you yeah. your like big battle in the in the empty warehouse. And by big I mean it was Prince Charming against the four guys. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's it. So the the fight choreographer ditched that day and so they're like let's just have her shoot them (laughs) (laughs) oh man oh okay where well god where were we yeah no they don't use i think snow or not snow white uh sleeping beauty uses her like sleep Mm -hmm. powder a couple times because the the like stock smoke effect was not that expensive (laughs) yeah i guess not it well, it was weird because they had a moment early on where she tried to use her her sleeping spell and it didn't work. Oh, right. Because the Atlantean soldiers d- don't get affected by her weird sleep spell, I guess. Yeah. Except for when it would be easier for the plot to yes. just have it work. Yeah. Well, yeah. Obviously. Of course. Like at one point she gets trapped for some reason in a glass coffin even though that's Snow White's thing? Yeah. Not quite but, sure what's up with that. Yeah. But that is that is kind of a great scene, though, because she is just stuck in this glass coffin that's apparently soundproof, which I guess they do that because otherwise the guard would hear her using a knife to chip away, chip a hole into the glass. I, I guess. Yeah, it must be. So they do they do set up that it's soundproof and then she uses a knife that they didn't think to confiscate from her when they put her in the glass coffin. Because it's like it's a giant survival knife. Yeah. And so she's it, wearing like a skin tight shirt and tight pants. It's like you, yeah. she's got this on her belt. Yeah, it's very visible. Yeah. Um so she she well, this this is a great great thing too. She mimics striking the glass because obviously somebody told them don't actually don't actually oh, hit yeah the don't glass. actually hit the glass. Don't do don't, it. Like, don't don't th- like this thing is not secure. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you hit if you hit it, it'll yeah. like visibly shake. You can't. <laughs> this is my grandma's china cabinet. She doesn't know that we're using it for this film. If you. <laughs> Put a scratch on it. Grandma's gonna kick me out. Grandma is going to lose her mind. Do not yeah. break this. Just pretend, and then we will make we will fix it in post. And they forgot. <laughs> but so she chips a little hole into it, and then she's like, "Let's see how he deals with a full dose." And then she, whoosh, like her magic, uses her little hole. smoke effect through the hole that she chipped in, and then it works. Yeah. Except it doesn't put her to sleep. It just makes her able to command him. Yeah, well, it's it's something that she did use, to be fair, in the first film. Oh, I think it's she? supposed to be, it's a sleepwalking thing. Um, uh, oh. oh. 
but okay, it's sure it doesn't they did it better in the first movie because like you would see the guy with his eyes closed and yeah. i guess it's just hard when again the guy's wearing a mask and you can't <laughs> see anything oh man oh also okay mm-hmm. so rumpelstiltskin yes different guy he's Yes, he's, he's like he's a. I, I guess Rumpled Stiltskin is a thing that can be many people. He's a guy yeah. that is many guys. Well, he says because um, he explains to Magda because Magda thinks that he's the original Rumpel, and he says that it's just a common name. But it's so it's just like I don't. I guess he. It's just a common name for whatever fairy tale creature he is, but he's not. He's not Snow White's Rumpelstiltskin, but yet he apparently looks like him because at one point Snow White recognizes him and she she says, uh, I thought I killed you. And he goes dif- like different Rumpel. And I know because yeah. uh, I was looking when I looked at the IMDb page quickly earlier, there was a Rumpelstiltskin in the Sinister Squad yes. as well, a different actor again. So I, I yes. guess it's just like maybe a title or well, the, or a so, kind of creature. So in Sinister Squad, it is the same Rumpel in Sinister Squad as it is in this movie. Oh. Yeah. But different Rumpel from the first movie. That's oh. why in, um, so in this movie, there's a little scene where Alice and Rumple talk, and Alice mentions that the last time I saw you, you were king of the underworld uh, yeah. with the yeah. queen of hearts. Okay, yeah. So that was what I was like. I was like, why was... Wait a minute. Rumpelstilt... Rumpelstiltskin was ruling the underworld? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> what does that mean? I should I should have watched I should have finished watching Sinister Squad. I just I couldn't do it. That's fa- <laughs> look. That's fair. <laughs> I had to watch this movie twice in the same week to prepare for this podcast and I was like oh, I can't God. do it. I can't yeah, no. do that and also watch Sinister Squad. <laughs> it doesn't have a princess in it. I don't want to watch it. Yeah, it was I <laughs> I was trying to think, though, like, surely, surely there's some other Rumpelstiltskin-esque figure that they could have used. Like, this just feels so confusing to have multiple Rumpels. I wonder if it's just, like, was Once Upon a Time still going when this came out? I think so. Because I know he was, like, a major character in that, too. I never watched it, but I know my mom watched it. Yeah. My, yeah. I, I know people who were super into it for a while. Uh, it looks like it was, it would have just finished airing around the time that uh, this film was released. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I have no answer. It's Well, I mean, to be fair, I, I kind of posited this question and then immediately I was like, like oh well who like who 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 could they have gotten like granted I'm not a big expert on fairy tales um, yeah because it's like he's like the trickster archetype which yeah. is in a lot of like mythology but I don't think it's in a lot of fairy tales specifically 
No, like, and my, again, my fairy tales knowledge tends to skew towards the princess types, but there's usually just, like, generic witches. Yeah. Well, and, because I'm sure there are other, like, like, trickster, like, especially, like, fox-like characters, or, like, because I'm trying to think, because I'm thinking of, like, the fox from Pinocchio, um... Like there's mm. other there's trickster characters, but I don't think they're as well known. I think Rumpelstiltskin's just the most recognizable of them, probably. Yeah, and I guess Rumpelstiltskin has again like the magic aspect, which seems Tr- yes. to be important to his shenanigans. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. He's <laughs> he's such a <laughs> he's such a bizarre character in this because literally yeah. he's like, I'm. He's he acts like he's playing 5D chess like 5000 IQ gigabrain amazing s- schemes but really he's just half of the time he's just telling people wait hold on just let yeah. it fall into place let let things go and then people are like no things have to happen now he's like just give me 30 seconds so we never yeah. really find out what his plans are because they all con- they all seem like contingent on like things happening, but then other things happen first or people get impatient and like he's yeah none of his plans work ever. It's it's so hard to tell if it's intentional or not. Like or what... if it's just by the seat of his pants. Like it's, yeah, it's so because Ma- Magda has a line at the end of the film. Where she accuses Rumpel of doing all of this because he was trying to marry Charming himself. Because while he was disguised as Snow White, they had one of those little moments uh, that you often see uh, in in media where it's like, but who's the real Snow White? Yeah. And, and, and Rumpel tried to convince Charming that he was the real one and get him to put the ring on his finger. And... and yeah, like, at first I thought this was just Magda jumping to conclusions. Um, although I guess after watching the film a second time, I think maybe that's what they were going for. Because um, when she said it, I was like, oh, I guess that makes sense. Like, he was yeah. like, if I take it, then I'm the ruler of all the land, which is, I guess, the enchantment on that ring. Yeah. But I, I, it, that's the only way that the scene where Rumple tells Prince Charming that he just has to walk down the aisle and it'll all work out. That's the only way that that line, that scene makes sense because he's trying to convince Charming to just like, again, like you said, just like, just wait it out. Like, it's all going to work out, dude. You just have to walk down the aisle and don't worry, you're in a Mary Snow White. Um, but I don't know if Rumple was guessing that the princesses would show up at last the last minute to break up the wedding to Magda. Here, yeah, he... okay, yeah, okay, here's the thing. So I yeah. have, like, a note written down where I'm like, oh my god, wait. Did he actually know the whole time that, like, he had seen, like, he's some kind of dimensional being and he had already seen how this all plays out? So he was just, Ooh. like, every time someone was like, do this thing, do this thing, he's like, just wait, just hold on. Like, it's all going to fall into place because he already knows that. So, yeah. like, he was doing, he was just sort of mucking about because he already knows how everything's going to go down and he doesn't want, 
like he saw the future that Magda creates where he's like a mind controlled little uh lackey of hers and he's like no 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 and so he's like he sort of is doing this sort of orchestration where he knows how it's going to turn out and he's like he is playing like 5d chess and like moving all these pieces and stuff like that and i was like is this actually like how like is this actually like a clever writing thing that they've done (laughs) am i impressed right now and then literally he's got the at at the end where he's like no no i'm i'm snow white you gotta marry me i'm like no yeah (laughs) and it's so obvious idea i gave them too much credit (laughs) yeah it's it's so obvious too i'll have to put a clip into it where it's like he, he doesn't even like he doesn't even really try to pretend to like adopt snow white's mannerisms come on chuck now do it now chuck snowy it's me charles we have to hurry don't listen to her that's rumpelstiltskin oh for the love of he's like he can cast the spell to make him look like someone else but his like his ability to actually act like them is n- n- like nothing no he doesn't even try he didn't even really try with charming no not at all he he actually like he didn't even know who was snow white at first like walks up to sleeping beauty and he's like oh snowy yeah my beloved um, haha um yeah no it's (laughs) i was i was so ready to be like oh my god they wow this is the greatest film That's ever. That's actually really cl- not that, not <laughs> not quite that amount of praise. But I was going to be like, oh, that's a fun reveal that he actually yeah. knew the whole time. Because all the entire movie, I was like, what is this guy's plan? Like, what is he doing? Yeah. His plan changes literally every scene he's in, and the only thing he keeps saying is, just fucking wait a second. <laughs> yeah, because we. <laughs> the the whole thing with Charming and his ring is that he has to willingly marry Magda. And so the whole thing is that Rumple is going to help convince Charming to marry Magda. So we have like like two or three scenes where Rumple pretends that he is a double agent and that Magda's captured him and that she that he's you know, he's actually working against her. And he's, he's, while he's like, just, he just like hangs out with Charming and they just have these repeated yeah. scenes. Well, they're, where... well, they're in handcuffs in a boiler room in a yeah. fake castle in Hollywood. Yeah. And they just have these scenes where they just like ch- chit chat, just shoot the shit for a little bit. And then, and then Magda's goons come in and, and drag Rumple off. And then she yells at Rumple, why hasn't he agreed to marry me yet? And then Rumple is like, don't, yeah, just give me more time. He just gotta wait. And then they go back and they chat more. And then her stupid goons come in again and they're just Drag repeats. him off. And they're like, it's, it happens at least twice, maybe three times that this yeah. occurs. And it's just like, oh my God. Yeah. And, and all the while Charming is just none the wiser apparently somehow he doesn't even though rumple doesn't adopt a disguise while he's being magda's fake prisoner charming doesn't recognize that oh that's the dude that 
used magic to drug me and then you know like carried me off to looking glass well i i assumed because he he only gets he only like magic dust drugs him knocks him out after he's been like thrown across a street and into a car so i kind of assumed that he was just like already out of it and then rumpelstiltskin further knocks him out and then when he comes to he doesn't get a chance to look at himself when he's dis- when Rumpel fair. has disguised him as him as Rumpel, so he never actually sees what he looks like. He only sees Rumpel in disguise as him. So I was like, maybe if we really stretch, he doesn't recognize Rumpelstiltskin because he's never actually seen him properly. I guess it just it felt it felt really weird. I- it's super dead. Yeah, it's super weird. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Charming in this, I I had the realization on this last rewatch that he talks, he he's a lot like Zap Brannigan from Futurama. Yeah, oh yeah, he totally is. Just the mannerisms and just the way he talks, it just is so Brannigan-esque. Like this grandiose, <laughs> like rambling, oh self-important... It's, it, he just, he cracks, like, some dumb jokes every so often, too. It's just, it's so Zap Brannigan. He really is. It's oh amazing. God. Very good. He has this whole spiel at one point about how he and Snow White were so awesome, and they did good deeds, and how great they were, and then Magda kidnapped him. That could rival our combined might. Our love for one another. We were their heroes. I was their hero. But alas, our tale was not meant for happily ever afters. It it like it goes on for forever, and he says this to Rumple like immediately after Rumple introduces himself as this fake prisoner, and he it's basically it's just like it just feels like Charming was just waiting for the opportunity to like wax poetic about his tragic backstory. Yeah, it's and- like listen about how how awesome and how much in love we me and Snow White are slash were slash are. Oh yeah. And, and I, I love I love the, the plot note too where it's like so this this fucking ring mm-hmm. that he's got was given to him by I I guess the people he ruled um, it gives you the power to literally make people mind slaves but he's <laughs> like I never wanted this but because me and Snow White were such fucking great cool heroes, all of the people of my land were like, you gotta have this. Yeah, I didn't want it. it, but my people were like, we want you yeah. to have this literal one artifact that will give you the power to rule the land completely. And yeah. all the minds of all the citizens within it. That's it's, how it's, good a guy I am. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's... Okay, wow, like, alright. Jesus. It's it's wild too because the thing with the ring, it takes a while for people to mention it, because at first, characters just talk about the whole like the marriage to Magda in just terms of, 
uh, like it just feels like a political thing where Magda would just gain power because she becomes Prince Charming's wife. There's like a vague mention of an enchantment, but it goes by so quickly that it's easy to miss. So it's not until like, it's not until they get to the bad future and and they that's where they start to drop the this information that oh actually uh the ring allows whoever wears it the ability to command people yeah and and magda uses it to just like i don't know just wreck la i guess yeah like everything just gets sort of fucked up like yeah. congrats enjoy your fucking nightmare ruin that you now rule i guess yeah also like- Okay, so in the bad future, when they come across Prince Charming, and he's like, I'm an old man now. It's been many years, and now I'm very old and and broken. And you see this fucking actor, and they have taken no steps to make him look old. They have maybe put a little bit of, like, makeup on to make it look like he's got bags under his eyes. But otherwise, he's the same, like, big, beefy man. He just sort of, like, has his arms crossed, so he looks... Like he's, yeah. air quotes, frail, and like they pulled his hood up so you can't see his hair or <laughs> yeah, face very like well. They they're like, like, oh <laughs> shit, this did not turn out. Like, put the hood now up. he's an old geezer. It's like he's just the same dude, but his hood is up. Yeah. <laughs> and he's that was tired. Great. That was another, that was like another sign of the budget, I think, oh. where they, like, just hire an old man. Anything. <laughs> Anything. No, they didn't have. They only had the budget to hire four dudes for the soldiers. They couldn't yeah. hire one more man for an old guy. Four dudes in an extra makeup kit so that they could try and do some old age makeup. Oh my god. They they do it to Alice too, but it's, it's Alice sort of at a... least like she looks fake old, but at least they tried. <laughs> yeah. But it's also, like, they just, like, again, they just, like, gave her old-age makeup. Like, she's still... Everybody, like, is wearing the same clothes that they did. Oh, yeah, there's one costume for every character in this, except for the tuxedo that they put the prince in at the end. Yeah, I guess there's that. Somebody could afford a tuxedo rental for for maybe, like, five hours. Yeah, for, like, the the, the day that they filmed. Yeah. Oh, God. But, yeah, no, it's... It was just so funny because he just he's like i'm so old and broken now but it's like you can see it's like used to you (laughs) he's like wearing this like it's not a tight hoodie but it's a fairly like well-fitting hoodie and you see him in this room and it's dark so you're not supposed to be able to see him very well but you can clearly see like the muscles of his arms still like defined in this hoodie (laughs) sleeve and he's like still like a strong looking dude he's like i'm so frail now (laughs) like you're doing your best actor man but like Boy, howdy, oh it's not, God. they did you no favors by just zipping up your hoodie and t- and pulling the hood over your head and being yeah. like, now you're old. <laughs> yeah, we'll just, we'll dim the lights. No one will tell. No one can tell. Oh, oh God. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> God. Oh, also the... <laughs> All of the stuff when they're in like the fairy tale land slash the forest when when <laughs> Snow White and Rob uh, Red Riding Hood 
and mm-hmm. uh, Sleeping Beauty get kicked to the <laughs> to the uh, bad end fantasy world that they're from, I guess. Shrug. Mm-hmm. Um, the the like seven the seven dwarves are just f- like fucking dead. <laughs> Yeah, I just guess. killed off screen. They like Snow White's like, oh, they must be near here, and then she finds their like graves. Yeah, because I guess it's the whole like that whole bit is so confusing, and they even like talk about how confusing it is in the movie. But yeah, at one point I, I have the note where it's like, I still don't. Uh, Red Riding Hood's like, I still don't understand, and I'm like, me either. Yeah, but it's like so Magda sent them back in time to their fantasy world so it's not it's like it's their world but it's in the past but also it's an alternate version of the past where magda is also ruler because well because she because i think it's like because when she marries the prince in the one timeline it creates a new timeline where she has power over time also so yeah. she also can go back into the past and make it so that she was always married to him. I, yeah. That seems ridiculous, but okay, okay sure, fuck it, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I guess, yeah, it's just, it's it's weird, because yeah, Snow White is talking to the, the gravesite of the dwarves, and, and like she talks about how, it, it just seems like Magda preemptively killed them so that yeah. they would not be able to help her, I guess? I, I guess? I let me, I I gotta tell you though I knew that they were not when as soon as Snow White started talking about the dwarves I knew they were not showing up in this film. Oh God, no! There's no way they would have had the budget to hire even like you know traditionally they would hire little people to play the dwarves. Yeah. Um, but that probably would have been way too much money for the asylum. Um, because they actually they did. Their own version of Snow White that we will have to get to one oh, day. Oh, boy. And in that film, they, instead of having dwarves, they have elves. And I think that was their uh. way of just getting around. We don't want to have to hire little people because I'm pretty sure they have a union and would oh, expect yeah. better pay. So instead, they have elves so that they could just put ears on on average-heighted people. <laughs> And, and just call it a day. Oh, man. Ugh. I just... I, I, I figured maybe there'd be one, and they'd be like... And the, the one would be like, oh, they're all... They, like, the rest oh. of them are gone. But no, nope, like, they're all Like, what is, what is all near gone. death? Yeah. Like, he's still alive, and he's able to tell, like... Well, because she's she finds like a signal from them. She's like, it must. It's freshly carved. They must be this way. And then mm-hmm. by the time she gets there, they're already all dead and buried. Yeah, that was actually like that was five really minutes later. That was so considerate of Magda's goons to bury yeah. them. Yeah. Well. S- yeah. Snow White and and Red Riding Hood. They didn't bury any of Magda's guys. No. So that was like kind of a dick move. I also do like that it's like they don't show when Snow White and Red Riding Hood find each other because they all get kind of teleported to this place <laughs> yeah. individually and then suddenly they're just together. 
Yeah. And just, then they're like, just... we have to find Sleeping Beauty. Because at this point, Sleeping Beauty has like escaped. And they're like walking down this path in the forest. And they're like, we have to find her. And then we got to figure out what we're going to do. And then the camera turns. And she's literally 15 feet in front of them. <laughs> yeah. And then they're just, they don't even like have a chance to say hi. And they just like shove her through the portal. Like, yeah. we got to go. Oh, my God. Like, listen, this film has so much padding. We have to actually start to get the plot done now. We, we got to go. Minutes. Now. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, God. It's so funny to see them milling about in their world and not even giving a shit. Because that was such oh, a huge yeah. plot point in the first film. That they needed to find the magic mirror shard so that they could use it to get home. And at the end of that film... It's a big, it's a big sacrificial thing that they have to destroy the mirror shard to prevent Rumpelstiltskin from going back through the portal, and so they they sacrifice right. their ability to go home oh, to yeah. save the human world. And in this one, that eh, fuck, I can just go back and forth. Whatever, fuck it, it's fine. Yeah, and they never comment on it. It's like that yeah. was like your one of your main fucking goals from the first film. <laughs> no one cares. Oh my god. No one cares. Two of the no. princesses are missing. No one cares. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Fuck I did, it. I, I like that when they're when Snow White's like, "What happened to to Cinderella and Rapunzel?" and 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 <laughs> Sleeping Beauty's just like, "I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, lol. It's been real busy here. Yeah, it's been real busy. It just apparently, um, well, from what it sounds like, Alice's Alice maybe." found them and sent them back to their world but not even like sleeping beauty doesn't even know for sure they're just like yeah eh, like it's somewhere just, we we split up and now they're yeah fuck it i don't know yeah there's yeah she's like well there's a war going on right now because magda's four dudes keep uh tearing <laughs> up the city no she also has her cg army of the same four oh, dudes. oh that's right they're they're out that's there <laughs> destroying the la war. god Oh, what a good film. Oh, it's I, such a it's so fun. What I what I like um on on the note of like just like missing team members. Alice's regular team, so the team that she assembled in the Sinister Squad movie, uh-huh. she she ever so briefly mentions in the beginning of the film that they're on holiday and thus <laughs> that they're not able to help. On vacation. Yeah. Fuck that. I have to assume none of them are taking a staycation. They are just, they are gone. Every single person is out of the city. And it's just hilarious to think about, like, with the level of chaos going on in LA, surely it would be televised (laughs) across the entire country, if not the world. And her fucking team is just, like, off somewhere. Just like, oh, well, sucks to be them. Vacation. Mm, Sucks. Well, I mean, I kind of respect it. Yeah, it's honestly, like, they're, you know what? If you have vacation booked and there's an emergency at work, yeah. fuck it. You are on that's, vacation. Yeah, it's work's job to that's, handle that. Yeah, they shouldn't have <laughs> let you, like, they should have a way to cover for if more yeah. than one person go on vacation at the same time. Yeah, really, Alice is a shitty boss because she should have expected that letting her entire team go on vacation at once could have led to something like this. Yeah. Like, come on. (laughs) 
It's just her and the Mad Hatter just like, oh, shit. I guess we're boned. <laughs> oh. Uh, can I just say, I really appreciate that the Mad Hatter in this film is just like a dude in a top hat. He's just like, he's just a dude who clearly... <laughs> he just seems is, tired. Is tired. And <laughs> does hallucinogens sometimes. Yeah. It's like, alright, cool. And he and he can he's make just a like dude. he's just a dude. And he but he is somehow able he can make pills. He can make a pill that makes Alice grow. And then he also has a watch that can make her shrink. I guess. I don't yeah, sure. Fuck it. I don't know. Which that that must be an Ant Man thing, right? I mean I know <laughs> it's like an Alice in Wonderland <laughs> thing too, but like in this oh, movie. Oh it is! It's the Ant Man equivalent. Yeah. Oh my god. I don't you, get- You wh- cracked the case. I, I did it. Detective Christie is on the case again. <laughs> I, I I don't get, though, why it wasn't just one or the other. Like, either have her just have no. pills- Just have one pill makes her grow, and one pill makes her smaller. Or just have the watch, and the watch makes her bigger or smaller. Why is it this weird half and half that to shrink she needs to use the watch, and to grow she needs to use the pill? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because maybe because like they wanted her to be able to shrink because they, they shrink her down at several times in the film where she can like shrink down and do <laughs> tiny kung fu. Yeah. Um. So they wanted her to be able to do that a couple times. But to have her be able to grow and sh- like get really big constantly would have broken the movie maybe. Oh, like there's too much. That'd be too much budget. Oh yeah, and that I was thinking narratively, but also, <laughs> also budget wise, it is really great. At the end, when she shows up and she is ever so daintily on a green screen, and oh, she's yeah. like awkwardly like stomping on the army. <laughs> it's just how would you like if you're trying to stomp on somebody. Like point of, it's, it's a POV shot of the step on, like, yeah. for people who want to get stepped on, I guess. I, I guess. Oh, God. <laughs> it's just, it's, like, such, like, dainty little steps when she's, like, I don't, it, like, it just, so if you're actually trying to stomp an army, you're just gonna go, stomp, stomp, stomp. But she, like, very deliberately, like, puts her heel down first and, like, slowly crushes them, which I feel, like. Almost worse. Yeah. It just it looks terrible and I can only assume that it was just something in how they filmed the dudes getting crushed that I don't know maybe they felt like that's how they had to direct her to do it because it's not a natural movement. God no. I don't know. But it, it's just, <laughs> it's very funny. Ugh. Terrible. <laughs> oh. Man. Oh goodness. Oh. I, oh, I wanted, one thing I wanted to point out from the original film. So, in the original film, it started off in the fantasy world, and Rumpelstiltskin invades Snow White's castle, and in an attempt to force her to open the magic portal to the human world, he presents her with her husband's head. And you, there's this dramatic moment where he throws it, and you don't see the head spill out, but you see the crown spill out right. of this bag. Yeah. And... And the party city crown with the foam on it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then, um, granted, in the first film, there's some time displacement type deal going on where time moves faster in the real world than in the fairy tale world. Um, but even still, it's so weird to me that there's no mention of Snow White's first husband in this movie. <laughs> because she she was engaged to Charming and then he disappeared. And then she presumably married the husband from the first film that was then killed off. But then who never gets a mention ever again. Yeah. Uh... Don't worry about him. Don't don't worry about it. It's just look, look, don't worry. This film almost like it's it's kind of weird in that I felt like they both expected you to have seen the original film, but then also counted you on not seeing it. They, well, they counted on you being like me and having forgotten basically all of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess like that, that, that maybe that's the secret. Is they figured you've maybe seen it once and then had no reason to ever see it again. Yeah. So you're not going yeah. to, like, pick up on this small, weird inconsistencies in the continuity. God. Yeah. No, they, they, they counted on their whole audience having my memory retention. Yeah. And not my weird fixation on princess movies. They did not account <laughs> for me. <laughs> God. I hope people I hope people start to fear me. I know that's very egotistical, yeah. but it would be like great if like these these shitty princess people like the, the the people making these movies started to like fear me as though I was some sort of Batman like figure waiting in the shadows. Christy, you are the spider's George of of bad princess films. It's like average person has watched two bad princess films is actually a lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christy, who Watches 500,000 yeah. bad princess movies per year is an outlier and should not be counted. Yeah. I'm the one fucker in class who's completely <laughs> messing up the bell curve for the rest of people. Oh. God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh, what else is there? I can we I want to talk about my favorite scene. Oh, or at please least do. More my favorite moment, but at the end of the film when when Charming is about to put his ring on Snow White's finger, <laughs> uh -huh. Magda of course like forces him apart cuz no, you yeah, you have to prevent this, but it leads to this beautiful moment where Charming and Snow White, like, leap toward each other, and then they end up, they land, and they slide across they're the floor. sliding on their bellies across the floor like a couple of penguins. Like, they're on a slip and slide. Yeah. And they're just, they're, and it's just, it's so, it cuts back and forth between them as they just slide towards each other. And, and he slides the ring onto her finger, and it oh. is... So majestic. That's probably going to be the teaser gif for this episode yeah. that I'll put up on Twitter. Oh. I love it so much. I laughed my fucking ass off it's when I first saw so it. So silly. <laughs> oh my god. I just loved it so much. <laughs> so that would have been that. That's probably why I think, if anything, this film was probably really fun for these actors to, yeah. <laughs> to record. Because oh, how could man. you? How could you do that scene and not laugh your fucking ass off? Yeah, exactly. It's like, 
you have to know what you're what yeah. you're signing up for when you're doing fucking slip and slides across the floor. I would love oh. to know behind the scenes what did they have to do to achieve that scene? Like, did they have to wax up the floor real good? Did they have to like tie a rope to them and like so that they could really like pull them? I'm or wondering. They... they must have been pulled. Yeah, they must like, they have didn't... been pulled together. <laughs> they didn't just tell them just to run and slide. Just do that five times. Yeah, no, that wouldn't work. Oh, that would have been so funny. Though. It would have been like, very we... funny, but I don't think it would have worked well. <laughs> We don't have the budget for a rope, so you just gotta slide. <laughs> oh my god. Don't get winded and don't knock your face. Go. Oh my god, yes. Just at the end of the day, they come home, they have all these bruises on oh their god. stomach. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. So good. I love oh it god. so much. The camera work in that scene is also just very good. So good. All of actually, you know what? Most of the camera work, I'm like, y'all did your best. Yeah. Um, I think I assume, <laughs> or maybe you, maybe you were like the actors and knew what you were making. Yeah. But like, there is definitely a bunch of scenes where like the camera will not focus on the person who's supposed to be in center. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. like i'm like you can do it camera you can do it i believe in you you're almost there you could focus zoom zoom focus just on the person the one person in the shot don't you're focusing on the chair behind them you gotta oh. you nope come on yeah there you go <laughs> you did it you got there eventually oh and just like they broke they break the like 180 rule oh christ yeah. constantly which is always like <laughs> my brain you... melts a little bit but that's just because i i don't know I'm... yeah the <sighs> oh now now watch me try and struggle to explain the 180 rule succinctly but it, it basically it's just the the dumbed down version of it is that if a character is appearing on the left hand side of the screen and then you like switch shots it's really jarring if all of a sudden they're on like the right hand side yeah, is so that, you basically want to, yeah, you want to keep characters on the relative side in screen space. Yeah, um, just as like a mental thing for the person watching the film. It just sort of helps kind of keep that persistence of tracking where people are in the scene and in relation to each other. Yeah, it's like you can break it for being purposely disorienting. Mm -hmm. Um and there, there definitely are shots and sequences in the film where they do it perfectly. Like, it's great. But there's also ones, and I've, I, I think I noticed it the most when I think it's Red Riding Hood and Cinderella, no, Sleeping Beauty, whatever, are mm -hmm. in the, like, empty warehouse and they first come across the, like, the four dead guys uh, yeah. that Prince Charming took out. And they're talking and they just sort of, keep rotating over the axis every time they cut while they're talking and also when Rumpelstiltskin and Charming are in the boiler room slash prison cell slash bottom of this fake castle in Hollywood that they have apparently set up in um, when Prince Charming is explaining his like exposition backstory they're like every time they cut he's in a different part of the screen and it's like, this is not, like, this is 
this is really basic, guys. Yeah. Like, he shouldn't be on the left side, and then the right side, and then the middle left, and then, the like, the far left, and then the middle left, and then the right. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? It, Why are you I, doing this? I think it, and maybe they were worried about it getting too boring if the camera was just in one place the entire time. And so maybe. they just felt like, let, let me, let's, let's move it over here. Let's move it over here now. Oh, how about this shot? This is okay. Like, we brought in all these cameras for all this coverage on this sequence. We might as well use all of the angles. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> it's <laughs> doing their best. They, they, they tried. I do they think. Did their best. I do think people, because to your earlier point about doing, yeah, doing your best on a film like this, I think. Obviously, doing your best if you have an unlimited amount of time or resources, you know, that's an entirely different thing than doing your best when the director is like, we've got uh, 30 minutes to shoot this next scene. Yeah, we're probably we, just going to do one We're already over take. budget because we had to put uh, extra wrinkles on old Alice. Yeah. <laughs> she, you could actually see her face in, in the scene. <laughs> so. Yeah, so it's it's like... There's doing your best, and then there's doing your best in accordance to your current limitations. Doing the best with what you got. Yeah, yeah, it's a there's better way to put it. doing your best, and then with what you got. Yeah, I, I'm I, sure there was probably somebody trying to explain the 180 rule on set, and the and the director, whoever, was like, "I know, I know, but yeah. this just this is an asylum film. What are you doing? What are you like? It's fine. No one's just, gonna. No one's watching this for the for the precise cinematography. Yeah, like really, <laughs> that's not why we're here. Like, oh, and that I can that, respect that. You know, that asylum film. I would have given it a ten out of ten, but they broke the one eighty rule, so I guess <laughs> I'm gonna give it a one out of ten on IMDb. <laughs> Oh, the cinematography. <laughs> God. what Do you remember, what were some of the moments that made you laugh out loud? You mentioned that earlier. Oh, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, because mostly it was just like a brief bark of like, ha! And of, <laughs> of just like... Yeah. I, I can't even tell you what it was that was funny. <laughs> God. But it did make me laugh. Mine was definitely that slide at the end of the film. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The slide was very good. Best way to end the film. I have Lamal written several times in my... Oh, that's funny. I don't know what it's for. It was... That's that's kind of amazing. It was funny enough that you thought to write it down, but not what it was in response to. (laughs) Good. Oh... I do have this dialogue sucks so bad, (laughs) but that's, you know, par for the course. Yeah. All of the, all of the, like, these people don't talk like people do, but that's, you know, I don't expect Mm. that from this. (laughs) No, no. Again, lower your expectations, people. Yeah. This is, that's not what you're here for. Yeah. Trying to think if there's anything else I have to say about this one. Uh, five is there's at least five instances in my in my notes where I go I don't know what's happening what is happening what is the plan oh that's awesome <laughs> oh it's a delight 
I would I I think based on that you would recommend this film for movie night then. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. Uh, yeah. I'd recommend this one over the first one by far. Oh really? Interesting. Because uh, one of the things that I remember about the first one is there's the really uncomfortable scene with Rumpelstiltskin and Snow White. Yeah. And it's like kind of gross. And like that stuck with me because I was like, this is gross and ruining an otherwise fun movie. This yeah. one, on the other hand, is just fucking buck wild cheese. Like great time. Not un- not really uncomfortable. Just sort of ridiculous all the way yeah. through. You get to That's like, true. it's just it's just a good time. Yeah, just a light-hearted pile of bullshit that you, you don't get to really witness. you don't need a content warning for this one really. You just get, no. get to have a fun time. Yeah. God, no, that's a good point. I I I'm definitely excited now that we the movie uh my moviegoers have watched the first yeah. film. Now we get to work our way to the sequel the next yeah. you know, that'll be up in the roster the next time we have a movie night. Excellent. Oh, man. But I think that might be it for this one. Yeah, yeah I think that'll that'll about do it. All right. Well, if you would like to see clips of this movie and some of the other movies we have profiled, uh, you could find us on Twitter at BadPrincessMOV. Uh, if you have a suggestion or a comment, please send it to us at BadPrincessMovies at gmail.com. And if you would like to peruse the catalog of princess movies, you can find that at badprincessmovies.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. I don't, this movie doesn't have songs, so I don't know. It's got that ending credit song. I guess. I guess that's what we're going to be using. That's what we got. That's what we got. Maybe I should just use that other Polly Shore song no. from, uh, <laughs> from the last movie we looked at. Do not. <laughs> do not do that to the people. Well, we want I'll people think... to keep watch- watching, listening to our Is podcast, it... Christy. I'll think about it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Run before Polly Shore comes back. Go. No. And when the path closes, you cannot return For the Queen's on notice, and you haven't returned